Uh, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Draw Control Podcast. On today's episode, I am joined by Gabby and Bella Cleveland, who just finished their sophomore years at the Oregon women's lacrosse team. They're now currently um, on the Ohio State women's lacrosse team as they recently, as it was recently announced that they transferred uh, to the Big Ten. Uh, last season, Gabby made the All-Star Pack 12 second team and finished the season second on the team with 32 goals and third on the team with 33 points. Bella last season made it on the Pac-12 Spring Academic Honor Roll. She has also appeared in two games, helping the Ducks earn victories in both those games that she appeared in against Xavier and George Mason University. Uh, thank you both for coming on the podcast today, and how's everything going? You want to start off, Bella? <laughs> you can start us off. <laughs> uh, so far, it's been really good. Like It was obviously a very chaotic summer, so it's nice to like find ha- finally like have everything balanced out and in, in like a schedule. Um, we're super stoked to be here at Ohio State, and I don't know, yeah, I feel like everything's falling into place now, and we're, we're excited. I, I second that. I, I definitely think that we're excited for this new beginning and this new journey, um, and I'm glad we're settled in now, and we are starting practices this week, which is super exciting. Um, but yeah, we had class today. Class was locked, <laughs> but it was a fun time. What are some of the What are some of the classes you guys are taking? Oh well, Bella is very very special. Econ major. Yeah, I'm an econ major. Gabby, what's your major? Uh, right now we're working towards getting to my journalism major. So I'm taking like biology classes though, because you have to have a focus. So yeah. Uh, health study or what, what was the focus bell that we have to do like student well-being yeah student well-being or something it's, it's really interesting and I think it like brought in like interest that I didn't even know I had uh so so far the classes have been interesting one of the classes I'm taking is uh human anatomy and how it relates to nutrition so that was really interesting and it's like lab setup so we do a lot of hands-on things which I really love um and yeah, I guess we learn and we learn about athletes and how their nutrition affects their play. And yeah, pretty cool. Now, uh, talk about your summer and what that's been like, both on and off the field. Um, Gabby, I'll start with you. How was your summer? Did you do anything interesting? Um, well, we wrapped up season pretty late because we were on trimesters at Oregon. And so it was a fun season. Like that team was super hardworking, like we we really like made a lot of turnarounds and a lot of changes and it it showed like we we worked hard and we came together um so that wrapped up and then hopped in the transfer portal after my coach resigned um went wanted to try a new spot and a new journey and when I saw that Amanda Moore uh took the head coaching job at Ohio State I was like, oh, wow, like I get to finally be coached under her. Um, so she was someone that I knew in my initial recruiting process. And I, I know for a fact she's going to turn this Ohio State team into an incredible program. And I want to be on that journey with her for that. And I'm very, very excited for it. Um, so I guess my summer consisted of me like packing up all my stuff. How did you do when you transfer? And moving across the country, my dad and I, we we had the luxury of taking the U-Haul all the way across the country. So I got to see every state under the sun. Uh, so that was cool. We ended up in like Cheyenne, Wyoming, got to eat a saloon or whatever you call it. Very Western themed everything. Um, where else we went? I thought Iowa was cool. Idaho was beautiful. Um and I saw wind, windmills, wind turbines. You don't see those in the South. <laughs> and they're big. They're huge. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is sick. 
And then we made it to Columbus, found an apartment, moved in here, uh, played summer ball and got to keep my hands on my stick, which is great. Gave a lot of lessons, worked. Um, honestly, it was a really good summer. Took my official visits. Uh, one thing I do have to say about women's lacrosse is like, I, I'm grateful for every experience that those coaches gave me um, when I visited other schools and everybody was incredible and everybody was so welcoming and I don't know, it was, it was cool. It was a different experience that a lot of people don't get to experience. So definitely awesome. <laughs> Bella, how about you? Um, well, we wrapped up our season at uh, the University of Oregon. Um that we definitely put in a lot of work um, during our season. And as Gabby talked about, like, you could see that. You could see the improvements on the field. Um, and then we both got into the transfer portal, which, um, honestly, the process, like, we tried to enjoy the process as much as we can because um, it's definitely different looking at, like, transferring the second time. Like, you know you know what you prefer. You learned a lot. Like, we learned a lot at our years at Oregon. Um, and I think – I mean, we got to go to a lot of cool places, which we were really, really uh, grateful for. Um, I think that like Ohio State definitely stood out to us. And I think we're both very, very excited to be coached by um, Amanda Moore. Um, we played lacrosse this summer, both of us played in a league, um, we coached a little bit, um, did some private lessons, kept the stick in the hand. <laughs> Lots of work. <laughs> And um, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty good summer. And then we moved to Columbus. So starting our new journey here. And like both of you mentioned, you both were, you know, still doing lacrosse while doing all that crazy stuff in between that. What was like the thing you wanted to work on most before your first year at Ohio State? Uh, Gabby, I'll start off with you. Hmm, that's, a, that's a tough question. Sorry. I don't know what's happening here. Um, that's a tough question because I feel like you can perfect every part of your game and I, I can name a laundry list of things. Uh, for me, I want to become more versatile on the draw, more consistent. I hate 50, 50 balls. I hate setting up my middies with 50 fifties. Um, I want them to be fully confident that that ball is going to go in their stick or go in my stick. So that's something I worked on this summer was um, more consistency, more better wrist strength. Um, as for my shots, getting more dynamic with my shooting. Uh, obviously, like if anybody watched me play, I love to shoot outside. They love to shoot outside everybody. It's a fun thing, but it would be cool to see a Gabby that can be finessed, uh, that can get creative in the aid. Can, uh, so I want to implement more in, of that into my game uh, and obviously learn my teammates at, at Ohio State and what they're good at and what their strengths are and how we can work together. Like that's something that excites me more than anything. And I got the opportunity to play with one of the Ohio State girls this past summer in our summer league. And we had a blast. Uh, love the chemistry that we made. And um, another opportunity I got, I got to go to Nike and hang out in Baltimore with uh, incredible athletes, Annabelle Frisk, Caitlin Wurzberger, Bobby. Um, he plays lacrosse here at Ohio State. And we had a great time. And that's like a memory I'll never want to forget. And that's something I uh, was honored to be a part of. That whole staff, everybody that worked for that company was incredible. Photographers, everybody. So that was probably the highlight of my summer, honestly. Bella, how about you? 
Um, I think going into this next season, I definitely want to continue to challenge myself outside of my comfort zone. Um, and I want to continue to elevate my game, uh, whether that be with speed, how fast, because we can always be faster. Like there are always different ways that you can improve your game. And at, for me as a player, like I'm always watching film, like trying to see ways that I can improve every day. Um, and I think that um, challenging myself, like driving more and things like that, I, I feel like that those things could elevate my game. Yeah, yeah, there's something eye-opening and it's like a surreal like kind of experience getting to play with a whole new team. And I I don't know, I'm like, I'm ready to eat that up. Like that's gonna be so much fun. Um to be a part of that. Like that's sick with a brand new coach and to make this program into something incredible. Um, this team's incre uh like amazing. We've hung out with them. They're great athletes too. Uh so I'm very excited for people to see what this team has to offer because these are some gritty girls and they have talent. I definitely agree. I, I feel like the most exciting thing is playing with these new teammates and fi figuring out their strengths and like their personnel on the field. Um, that's extremely exciting. I think Gabby and I are both excited. Uh, for have, that. have you had the chance to meet the whole team yet? Like when does, when do you like officially start practicing and stuff? We actually have our first uh, practice tomorrow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <It was tomorrow. laughs> But but we are um, lifting. We have been lifting with the team. And I, I think Gabby can agree to this. Like they have been nothing but welcoming to us. And I think that has definitely helped during this transition. Um, like positive. They're like really like amped. They're ready for this. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> They're so excited for the new head coach and the new staff and all that. Um, no, it'll be different. Like I definitely like as a draw taker, you form that connections. Like I, I know at Oregon, like I, I'm going to give spotlight to Morgan McCarthy. She's incredible. Like her and I, we had chemistry like no other. Like I knew we we had like hand signals, like certain movements where I could tell where she was gonna go. And she was really good at communicating with me. And then we had Maddie Sweeney on the circle as well. She was fantastic, Katie Collins. Um, so it's gonna be weird not playing with them. I'm gonna miss them a lot. Uh same with the the, the attackers, like I don't know, it's, it's gonna be weird, but so excited for it. And I I, I feel like uncomfort makes growth and being uncomfortable will like in the long run benefit Bella and I like we're just, we're just gonna learn a lot and that's something that I'm excited for so let's transition now and talk about sort of the beginning of your guys's careers and sort of go down memory lane a little bit in your lacrosse careers from the research that I've done uh so you obviously <laughs> both of you guys are from North Carolina uh so talk about growing up there and how did you start playing lacrosse um Bella I'll start off with you Okay, so actually we started um, playing basketball and our basketball coach gave us two lacrosse sticks and we had never heard of the sport before. Um, and Gabby and I were eager to try a new sport. So we're like, hey, why not? Let's let's pick it up. Um, so we lived in Pinehurst, North Carolina for a little bit. And that's where we really started it. And we found our passion for lacrosse. Um, we had a coach and his name was Cameron Vestmark. And he really spent hours and hours with us every day, um, perfecting our game. And we were eager to learn every day something new. Um, but it definitely um, with club lacrosse, too, like we played under Catherine LeBlanc. She um, def has elevated our game as well. Um, Gabby, if you want to speak, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so 
No, I would say it was that like transitional period. I remember like walking out of the basketball stadium and my coach pulled me aside and, and I, keep in mind, I was like a basketball guru. I loved basketball. That was my thing. And defense was my thing and basketball um, ate it up. And I'm walking out and she was like, she gives me a stick. And we lived in a small town called Pinehurst in North Carolina. It's a golf town. Like I'm sure you guys, I'm sure many people have heard of it, but um, so lacrosse wasn't a thing. Cause it's like, what like it was still like being grown like, at the time she gives me a stick and I'm like what is this and she's like this is lacrosse like you should try it in the spring give it a shot I bring the sticks home and I remember da- my dad going I've never heard of this before like let's check it out so Nikki Schwoeg um got us into shine on sports this is when we were so young and I remember I ran down the field one-handed because I didn't know how to cradle and so I, I've been doing funky things since since I started but um, she got us into it. And I think it was her energy. It honestly it was her and Cameron Bestmark's energy that like really got us to love the game. Um, cause they, they always preach, like, if you love what you do, um, you'll be your most successful self. And they, it was never like so much like pressure to be something. It was like, Hey, enjoy this. This is an opportunity that a lot of people don't get. And if you want to play in college, you get four years to do something great. Why not make something special of yourself? And it was the time and like the dedication that they put into Bell and I that I was like, this is something fun. Like, I love this. I could eat, sleep, breathe lacrosse every day and just be excited to do that because of them. Um, so definitely like give the credit to that. And then we got into high school and Catherine LeBlanc, same thing. Like it was her and Christy Boyles that like gave tremendous energy and positive vibes throughout the whole process. And I think that's what like sculpted us as people and as a players like uh they really turned us around as athletes and they were so precise with everything that they taught and they were so knowledgeable because they've been through it that it was just every day you were like a sponge soaking up so much information yeah so that was high school <laughs> and going into high school I guess that's middle school and high school yeah well let's talk about your high school lacrosse experience you both of you played at Myers Park uh, I guess I'll start off with you, Bell. What we'll talk about your experience from your perspective at Myers, and like, what's the best memory you have uh, from your high school lacrosse experience, and how do you think it sort of helped prepared you uh, for college with Oregon? Um, definitely the coaches um, at Myers Park. Uh, like we mentioned, Catherine LeBlanc, she was uh, she brought so much passion to um, every practice, and I she challenged Gabby and I both like every day, and we were learning new things. And I think she really prepared us for um, college, college lacrosse, because obviously college lacrosse is very different. The 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 pace of play and um, just it's a different game and I think that was under Catherine LeBlanc and playing at Myers Park we were able to experience some of that um also playing on under Queen City Stars too as well um but I I mean I loved my experience in high school obviously it was cut short because of COVID so I, I we definitely wish we could have um I think we would have done really well and uh, like our team was very very competitive um but yeah I mean no, our team was really good. I would definitely say that. They were, but they were all like gritty. Like our high school was almost sculpted for athletes. Like a lot of the Panthers kids went there. So like you you went to Myers Park to like embrace the sports. Like that that was something that a lot of like 
the Mustangs took pride in was Myers Park sports. So I, I, I'll never forget like my first high school game under the lights. Like that's something special. Your first high school game with everybody in the stands, they're playing Charlotte Catholic, like, our biggest rivals, like, Oh my God, the adrenaline that you get when you step on the field, you're like, wow, this is special. Or when we play Weddington, I love playing Weddington because they, they had so much talent. Like Cardinal Gibbons. Oh, Cardinal Gibbons too. Like they just, those schools breed fantastic athletes. And if you play the best, you become the best. And I think all those people that I played against that were incredible. And there are good places now. Jordan Case is at Stanford. Uh, Lily Barger was at Liberty, and now she's at Walford. She played at Weddington. Um, a couple girls at Colonel Gibbons. Colonel Gibbons one's at Harvard now. I'm like, wow. So it's cool to see people in North Car- North Carolina like go off and do cool things like that. I'm like, dang, that's sick. <laughs> Obviously, after your high school experience, you also played club lacrosse with uh, Queen City. I sort of want to talk about that. What was that experience like for you? I'll start off with you, Gabby. Oh, uh, unbelievable. Um, Honestly, like throughout this whole podcast, uh, I have nothing bad to say about lacrosse. Like I've loved every experience. I'm thankful for that. Um, But for travel, that's one thing I miss, like walking around the um, travel tournaments, you know, when they got all like the places set up to buy t-shirts and stuff and but you're walking around with your dad and you're looking around and you're like wow I want to play division one this is what I want and I knew that's what I wanted because my dad took me to the University of Alabama when I was younger in high school and he's like if you want to go division one you're going to see how these football players go about their day you have to invest everything you can into it and when you invest you're going to get results but there's going to be a lot of demanded from you in division one and you have to embrace that so I remember that conversation and I looked at him, I was like, oh, I love that. Like, and and you know what? If I had to talk to little kids today, like, it's no joke. You've got to work every single day, but you get up because you want to get up and do it. You want to go on the field. You want to play. Uh, you want to learn. It's not like I have to. No, like it's a privilege. Like you, this is this is something that not anybody really gets to like play in. Um, so that's something I miss. Like there was so much, you get so much adrenaline when you have all those college coaches sitting and watching you play and you're like, Oh God, they're like right there. (laughs) Like they're so close. And so I, the one thing about our queen city stars black team, we were super close. Um, we had a lot of chemistry and we were hard workers and Christy Boyles, like she, she was an Amber. Um, she coached at Davidson for a little bit and Lindenwood, but she was one of our coaches as well. And I, I, I mean, I can confidently say I don't think I'd be where I am as an athlete without either of them. Um, but I don't know. Travel tournaments were like they were sick. And then you're playing like four games in a day. Like what? <laughs> we don't do that anymore. That's crazy. You have like four games in a day in the blazing heat, like 90 degrees in like Florida. Humidity high. And then you get to the last game, it's at night, and it's against, like, Yellow Jackets, or it's against Lax Maniacs, and you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be a good game. Like, this is going to be sick. If I if I had to say, any like, anything to, like, any younger athletes, I would say, like, enjoy that time because I definitely – there are days that I'm like, wow, I miss travel ball. Like, I, I'm, I miss traveling all over the – all over the East coast with my mom and dad and going to new places, going up North, like playing all these amazing, excellent athletes that like the competition, like going and like Gabby said, looking on the sidelines and seeing college coaches and realizing, wow, like this dream is attainable. That close. I yeah. can go 
I can go division one. You have these college coaches looking at you. And um, I think, I mean, at Queen City Stars, we had, a like Gabby said, an incredible team, great athletes. They put in the work all the time. And I think that's what made it like 10 times more fun because because we, oh, we yeah. met like I almost feel like travel ball was like, I don't know. It was it's a different type of lacrosse. I would put that in like another bucket. Mm-hmm. Like it's not college. In college, you got all these plays and you're like sculpted. Like that's what you're working on certain stuff all year. Travel in high school, like you're throwing out whatever you want to throw out. You want to throw BTB? You do that. <laughs> you could be creative with whatever you, you want to throw a little Twizzler. Take that 1v1. Like go for it. Like it's sick. <laughs> but no, I, I strive to be a college coach later on. And that like makes me so excited that I could possibly be that person on the sidelines to these girls one day like that's that would be sick yeah <laughs> cool. I'm assuming the parents didn't enjoy as much the four games in the blazing hot as much as you guys were <laughs> no they ate it up they oh really oh, oh wow. my god I love it you asked my dad <laughs> my mom sorry sorry my mom talks about it all the time she's always like I, I really miss traveling with you guys because yeah. our trips were so much fun and they the love visits the Wawa visits yeah <laughs> the um, we had some good times and I think they miss those days. Obviously they have all our, all our games to go to now, but it's very, oh God, parents get into it. They, that's like, that's like a thing. Like that's a serious <laughs> travel with the tents and the yeah. snacks, the waters on the sidelines. Oh my God. Like that, you're your best fed self. In travel <laughs> balls or tournaments. The post game meals with the team. It's sick. <laughs> it's so cool. Can I ask you guys about your recruiting process to Oregon? Because obviously I'm assuming they sort of found you guys in those travel ball and high school uh, lacrosse games. Um, just talk about how they found you and uh, what was that process like to Oregon originally? I'll start off with you, Bella. So um, obviously we were very grateful for all the schools that we got the opportunity to look at. But um, I think what stood out uh, to us at Oregon was the coach. There was an incredible coach, uh, Chelsea Hoffman. Um, she, during our recruiting process, like we were talking about travel ball, she would be standing on the sidelines and you always knew she was present. She was tall. Like we knew that was Oregon. And I think Gabby and I would always get super excited on the field. We're like, wow, like Oregon's on the sidelines. Like, and when we went to go visit Oregon. My dad was like, I don't really think you know where you're going. Like this place is sick. Like it, I mean, it's like Disney world with the athletic facilities. I mean, it was amazing. And I think that, um, with the coach, like she's, she's an amazing person. And I learned a lot from her when I was at Oregon and, um, but the way that they treat their student athletes and the resources that you get at Oregon, I think that really stood out to Gabby and I, and I, we both were like, why not go somewhere far, um, while we're in college and try something new and go to a whole new side of the coast. And, uh, we played, I mean, we got to play in the PAC 12, which, um, was a very competitive conference. Um, it was a great experience and I, I would not take my experience, uh, like that was one of the best experiences that we've had for sure. You Uh, think uh, Oregon went to the big 10 because of you guys transferring to Ohio state? I wonder if you I guys mean, have joked about that. Okay, well, I think that's cool because I do get to see my friends, but we'll be playing against each other. So yeah. It's a cool, like, situation. But it is going to be interesting because it's back 12 Like, oh, I don't even know what to say about that. That's such a touchy subject. That's because of college football, so you can talk to, you know, the football guys about that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it's cool. Like, I get to play my old school now. Like, that's 
don't, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I don't have an opinion on that, I guess. <laughs> it's out of my control. It's yeah, not like I know. I, hey, I want that to be packed well. I mean, the conferences are changing constantly. It's, it's so crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely, I think it, I feel bad for some schools because I think they sort of got screwed over. Like Stanford's a great university and Ooh. the fact that they don't really have like anywhere to play is kind of a joke. I think they'll probably figure it out, but I don't know. I feel like at some, I wish they just did a only football thing. So yeah. then like, it'll be more, some sports, I think it's much easier for it to be regional. Like I don't see why USC should be traveling to, you know, Rutgers to play women's lacrosse. I just think it's annoying travel for both sides. So yeah, I do yeah. think there should be some regionalism in certain college sports, but I'm not surprised that college football keeps expanding like this. And obviously they're going to keep doing it. And I think they should just at some point make college football like its own like conferences and not yeah. like have it all grouped in with the other sports. No. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with that. I think, I think, I think it's cool that Oregon, like they're going to get really good competition. I mean, the Pac-12 like was very, very competitive, but the Big Ten definitely like with Maryland, Northwestern, like that's yeah. going to be a competition for them. Oh, that's going to be fun. I'm excited to see the Jersey battles too. That Those those will be a lot of fun. So yeah, <laughs> no, my, my recruiting process was, it was different. It was honestly very grateful. Shout out to Denver, loved Denver. Um, <laughs> I think that was like the takeoff of everything uh that coach is incredible that whole staff is awesome but I, on it this is gonna hey Denver if you're watching this I'll never forget I was I went to their camp that was the first like big camp I went to like that I traveled really far for um so I went and we're we're playing lacrosse and I remember stepping on their field and that and it was like getting dark and the lights were coming on and like I started tearing up I was like this is special like you can tell, like you can feel that passion that they have here. Um, same with Stanford. Like everywhere that I looked, they blew me away, and the coaches were awesome. And Colorado, same thing. That place is awesome. The mountains, if you've ever been, beautiful. The coaches, perfect. Like, I, like, like I said, I have nothing bad to say about um, any team that I've looked at. Uh, Oregon, like I, we never felt like a number to her, and. We were walking through Pape and through the tunnel and all the girls came over and hugged us and they were like, hey, like, welcome. Well, welcome to the flock. Like, this is the squad. And I, I remember it was so welcoming and it just felt like a home away from home. And Pape is a special place, but Chelsea made it specialer and she would check in on us. I don't know. I, just, I never felt like just a recruit. Like we were more than recruits. Uh, we were part of her family. She made us feel like a family um when I'd get homesick I'd be like hey like I miss my parents she'd bring her dog Penny and I'd go walk it because if I miss my dog but it it was it was a cool like best and we graduated high school early so we got to be there for I guess two and a half three years now um and it was just special like all about it everything cool facilities cool Mm -hmm. people it's a family well, this is the part of the podcast where you guys get to say not something nice about each other because obviously you guys are twin sisters and you guys have gone to go through your cross journey with each other. And it's very rare. I feel like, I don't know if you realize how rare it is for siblings to be on the same college team together. Usually that doesn't happen. So how cool is it to have gone through your lacrosse journey uh, with uh, your twin sister? Uh, Bella, I'll start off with you. Like, What's it been like going with doing this with Gabby and what has she sort of meant to you in your lacrosse career? I 
if I can explain my sister in like one word, I would say energy. Like she brings constant energy and it's so contagious. And if I ever need to look to somebody for energy or just support, like she is always there. And I like, will never forget the first, the first day that I uh, went to Oregon, the first practice, I looked over and my sister was there. Like that is an incredible feeling to know that you're, you're playing with your sister and that dynamic of like, like I know how she plays. We play very, we complement each other very well when we play together. But I think we are very fortunate that we even got the opportunity to play at the same college. And I mean, we're, we played at the University of Oregon together and now we get to finish at Ohio State together. And I, I just like, I'm very, very lucky to have such a supportive sister and loving and, and she shares the same passion as me about lacrosse. And I, I mean, I, I think it's been a great experience playing with her and Gabby, if you want to take it away? <laughs> um, no, Bella, I would say at our time at Oregon, uh, this girl, and I'm not saying this just because she's my sister, but she was always the first person on the field. Like she would show up an hour before practice. And that and that's like, that's the person like you don't see. Like I, my coach saw it occasionally, but like nobody saw that. Like she would just go and she'd FaceTime me. I'm like, what are you doing? I was like leaving class. She's like, I'm shooting. I'm working on this and I'm like okay we, we have practice in like three hours two hours but she'd just be there because she wanted to be there and so I would put her under the category that and I would join her like my teammates would join her and she always like welcomed everybody to come her and Riley Taylor um always would go shooting all three of us we'd shoot all the time together um I'll never forget Riley getting in the press box to turn on music so he can shoot <laughs> but my sister, hardest working person I know. And I look up to her for that. Like I admire her for that. And I think she motivates me. And that's why I don't think I could see myself um, not playing lacrosse with my best friend. Um, I'll never forget I when that game I scored six goals against Stanford. Uh, there's a photo of her and Caitlin Prince hopping on the sidelines in midair. And to look over and see my best friend and my sister on the sidelines supporting me. Like that, that's um, like, that's something special and to not, and to go home and not have my twin there. Like, I, I don't know what I would do. Um, she pushes me every day um, in lacrosse and never, and she'll tell me if I, Hey, if that was a bad shot, I'll hear about it. I'm like, Gabby, what was that? <laughs> but I she's try not to. I, it's in a good, it's all in good love. It's all in no, good love. But you're honest, but you make me better. And I, you're the piece that motivates me every day is school lacrosse everything like she's that puzzle piece she's the well, person I, I have to say the same thing like you don't even you make me better in lacrosse but you also make me better just like in life in general in school like I could not imagine like spending my lacrosse career with anybody else beside anybody else um and that I and mean, it's I, sick because at Ohio State they have a set of twins too, and the, and and it's cool because one's a goalie, <laughs> so they have like a that's a that dynamic's cool, but they're very supportive of each other as well from like everything we've heard, and I, I don't know, it's twins are special, twins are cool. Yeah, for sure. I always wonder though, like, is there any like fighting that goes on? Because obviously, when there's an older and younger sister, you know, sometimes it happens. So who's the oldest? Uh, do you guys know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a minute older. Actually, a minute. <laughs> A minute, just a One minute. minute. One minute. But Bella, Bella and I, I don't think we argue. I think it, it's it's like very, it's two seconds. And then we yeah. forget about it. It's not like we hold grudges or anything. They'll be like, where'd you put the hairbrush? Or, oh, you didn't do the dishes? Do the dishes. Yeah. But we'll argue over like really like it's, 
things because when you coexist with someone, yeah it's normal if you coexist with someone that long it's like okay like you're kind of like built in now <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome that's awesome well now i want to talk to you guys about oregon for a little bit and sort of ask you some individual questions about that so i'll start off with bell your question is obviously one of the big games of oregon was when you guys played against colorado um and won your first pac-12 playoff game uh, what was that game like for you? And just talk about that experience of getting your first playoff win, because obviously you guys had a tough season that year, but to sort of get that win and show you guys that the growth was happening with that program must have been very special. Um, I would say that it was very rewarding. Um, our My team at Oregon, when we played together, uh, we worked, we put in a lot of work at practice. And I think to see that put into action against Colorado and us beating them, like that was one of, probably one of my favorite moments at, um, Oregon. Um, I mean, we, we ran, I mean, we did, we, we were challenged every single day and I think we were ready for that game. And I know that last time that we played them, they beat us. So I think, um, it was an incredible feeling when we beat them in the the PAC 12 tournament. Um, I don't think it was expected. I think we were, underdogs and uh we came out of nowhere and I don't think people expected it which I think was a very very which is very special um but I mean I remember I was jumping up and down like the energy like if you were actually there like you had to be there to feel the energy it was such a special moment um and I'm so glad that like I could spend that with my teammates and I mean it was just like I said very very rewarding so Gabby one thing I noticed about you during your time in Oregon is it Oregon or Oregon? I keep missing. I think <laughs> people got there. I think people are getting this. Maybe it's my uh, New England accent coming out there a little bit. Um, <laughs> so talk about like one thing I noticed was between like your first two years, you improved significantly based on the statistics. Like what would you say was like the biggest improvement you've made to your game um, throughout your collegiate career with Oregon? And just talk about, you know, uh, what you what that was like and sort of just the biggest improvements that you've made during your collegiate career so far. Gosh, I don't know. Well, I guess it starts with, well, okay. You're... I could say one thing. What? Because um, I'm just going to compliment you. Uh, <laughs> your draw, draw-taking skills improved so much. Like I, a lot of the games we won because, or we won a lot of the games because we had uh, possession of the ball because of your draw. I mean, uh, we had other good like phenomenal draw takers, but I think that you were able to place it to specific spots and you really learned the craft of draw taking throughout the years. So that's one thing I'm going to compliment you on. Thanks. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I guess that, um, I also think it, it, well, okay. It was the Navy game. Uh, that's where it was like, I had an aha moment. It was like, I found my identity, and I'll never forget Lexi Likens, defender on Oregon, pull me aside. She's like, Gabby, do do your thing that you do in practice. Make it happen. She said, you got this. I need the I need the energy. Let's go. And I was like, OK, I'll try it. And I'll and then Chelsea pulled me aside, Coach Hoffman. And she she looked at me and she's like, I want you to shoot that thing so hard in the net right now. She said, just do what you did in practice. And then that's when I figured out that was my identity moment. It was like, oh, I can, I can shoot this far out comfortably. Like that, that's what I love to do. Um, so I ripped one during Navy from like left field, like far away. And 
I remember, I remember like chest bumping the defenders and middies and everybody was like, oh my God. And then I guess it kind of turned into an, a, a normal thing that I, that's something that became part of me. And that game, I was so thankful for that game. And that goalie on Navy, like we played against her at Catholic. So I kind of knew her from a little bit ago, but I would say that and in the Mercer game, my beginning of that year um, was when I found my identity on the draw. I, she gave me an opportunity and you're working. It's almost like a Tua and Jalen Hurts situation. Like you're working behind football reference, but you're working behind great athletes. And in time as a freshman, you, you need to build up. You don't want to be just thrown on the field when you're not ready. That's like driving a car when you haven't taken your driver's test. Um, you just have to work for it. And she gave me an opportunity during Mercer and I found my draw and what is consistent. And we went with it. We ran with it, uh, worked on it. And I would say I got a lot more confidence in that department. Um, but I would say those two things. And then my dodges and my willingness to go to cage um, with my teammates. And it, it was cool. Like, And then I guess my IQ from that, like, started to expand. Like I learned more. Um, I learned my teammates tendencies. I learned what they like to do. Lauren Rizmani loves to do draw and dumps, but she also loves to crease roll. Love that about her. So we found ways to do backdoor cuts. She would drive and a, and a girl would think she's going to go to cage. Boom. I'm there backdoor cut ready to like shoot. Um, it was those things. And I think that like goes into the piece of like how hardworking we were and how much we were in the film room. Um, it, we got to know each other on a deeper level. We spent a lot of time getting to know like personalities and I think that's what transmitted into games like that's how we knew um where someone was going to be before they were there so I would say that's what built up everything uh obviously my coaches too they put a lot of time into me and very grateful for that my teammates as well like shout out to the defenders at Oregon because there was many days that I'd go out there and just do 1v1s on each spot we called them gates and I would go from crease all the way around the all the way around the eight and just take 1v1s against each different type of defender and honestly, it helped them, but also helped me. But I was trying to help them out. It started off as that. Like, I was trying to help them out, like, figure out slides and, like, how to stop a 1v1 in that certain spot. But in the end, it helped me because I got to figure out, all right, is her left foot being pressed? Is she putting more weight on her left foot? How am I going to dodge on that? Is she putting more weight on her right? Is she stable? Does she like to hand a little bit to the left? What hand is she more comfortable with um, as a defender? So all those things I'm taking into note as I'm playing against my athlete or my opponent. And so that's where all the growth came from. Honestly, just being a division one athlete from high school to college, you just learn so much. How did you like, what's your sort of, strategy on the draw circle because this is the draw control podcast so i feel like i have to ask you that you don't have to give away any secrets because i don't want any opponents listening to this and trying to steal ideas from you but uh if there's anything you could share about how you sort of uh do that part of your game feel free to let the folks know out there um honestly just reps like that's it (laughs) (laughs) reps and finding something you're good at and continuing to do it don't try to do like 80 different things because then you're not consistent in those things. And um, then you're not going to be great at those things. You'll be good, but you won't be great. So Mm -hmm. slowly implement different things, but stay good at like what you're good at and run with it. And you know, when you get to college, like 
every draw taker is different. So there'll be three different ones that can do all different types, types of things. So that was cool. Now, Bella, you made it to the Pac-12 academic team a lot during your time with Oregon uh, or Oregon. I'm going to keep messing that up during this thing, oh, I guess. Uh, how did you balance both academics and lacrosse at such a high level, especially since uh, Oregon is a very good uh, university? So it must be uh, a challenge and a lot of stuff to sort of handle um, doing all that ac- academics and being very good at lacrosse. So how do you sort of manage to do that? Um, I think when I first went in, obviously as a freshman, like you kind of have to learn what balance is. Um, so I, it was definitely challenging at first and you have to learn how to balance school, um, your social life and, um, lacrosse. Um, so I I think one big helpful thing was that there was a lot of academic resources at, um, the university of Oregon and, I have to say, like, utilizing those resources was one of the most helpful things I could have done, like tutoring, um, academic advisors, um, all those things, and also learning a balance. Like, we would travel, and during travel, school could get really hard, but planning planning your schoolwork ahead of time and making sure you're getting it done before you go on your travel trips is extremely helpful. Like I would have reminders on my phone to like finish assignments and make sure I have everything in it on time. Um, also like finding things that finding a major that you're passionate about makes it easier. Um, so I, that's how I found success. Um, but it, it definitely is a challenging thing. I still am challenging it. It's still challenging to me now, but, um, so we're now in a segment I like to call five questions that have nothing to do with the cross. And the goal of the segment is to hopefully get to know both of you a little bit off the field, but also have some fun as well, since this podcast is supposed to be a fun thing after all. Uh, <laughs> so first one is if there was a movie made about your life, uh, who would you want to play yourself? Um, I'll answer, I'll have my own answer, but I'll start off with you, Bella. Me? Oh my gosh. Um, a movie like any movie. Yeah, it's like you could pick like an actress to play you in a movie. Who would you pick? Oh, you might have to come back to me on that one. Um, yeah, I, mean, I guess I'll start off with you. So, um, God, what? This is a hard one. Um, what is that? I, I I feel like I've had this question before, but I can't remember who I put. It was um it was an actress that played in a Marvel movie. What's her name? Natalie something. Portman. Could be. I think it is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no specific reason. I just feel like you should be cool to play me. <laughs> yeah, now yeah, that makes sense. I would say I'll pick Ryan Reynolds. I think that would be pretty sick to brag to people saying yeah. Ryan Reynolds played you in a movie. So I'll probably go with him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Or Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Yeah. Blindside. I know there's a lot of controversy with that movie right now, but oh, she was I good heard. on that. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, there is. But the movie itself is good, even if it's not entirely movie. true. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good movie. Uh getting back to another non-lacrosse question is what's the most underrated holiday and what's the most overrated holiday? Um Gabby, I guess I'll start off with you. I'll start off with the oldest twin, I guess, for these questions. So, sure. <laughs> um, most overrated holiday, I would say, is Halloween. Just because it's a pain. All right. Like picking out a Halloween costume or whatever is just a lot. <laughs> like, I think it's just a pain. And it's like you go to, I don't know, it's overrated. And then most underrated, I would say 
I think I think most people would say Thanksgiving. Like everybody picks Christmas. They think that's like the greatest holiday. I think it's great too. But when you're away from your, this is what I learned. When I'm all the way out in Oregon, um, the one thing I missed was Thanksgiving with my family. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing that meant a lot to me. And you never realize how much your family means to you until you're far, far away from them. They can't come see you all the time. So that is one. Now Thanksgiving has a big meaning to me because I'm like, oh, I get to see my family this year, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be closer, but no. Yeah, I'd say Thanksgiving, underrated. Bella, how about you? And this is why we're twins, because I kind of have a similar uh, <laughs> what's the What's the lucky holiday in March? St. Patrick's Day? Patrick's yeah, Day. that's... that's I no, I don't think... I that's mean, overrated. I, no. I would, have to, <laughs> I would have to agree that um, Thanksgiving is definitely underrated, because I... I, I enjoy that time with my family, but I, also, I do, I do love Christmas too. I have a lot of good memories with Christmas, Christmas is properly rated. I feel like it's not yeah. overrated. It's not under, it's properly rated. That's how I, I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's underrated, but I would say the most overrated Valentine's day. Oh my God. Oh, Valentine's day. <laughs> Cause it's just a hassle. Um, that is too. I'm telling you that how I could see how Halloween too is overrated, but, yeah. um, that's yeah, Valentine's Day. That's a good one. Is no, Valentine's Day like more like of a hassle for you know girls than it is for guys? Do you think that's part of it? I think it is. It's because it's like, oh my god, you have this like pressure to find a guy Valentine's <laughs> Day. But and then you hear, oh, like so and so is going on a date with that person. Like, it's yeah. like okay, I'm gonna go out with my friends. <laughs> yeah, we go. We have a girls' night. <laughs> yeah, I think Valentine's Day is a bit overrated just because like. I think it there shouldn't be a specific, you know, day for, you know, your like uh, romantic cool partner. It should be like you should have that same energy every day. And I feel like a lot of people seem to put a lot of emphasis on one day when it should be every day. And I I just it's something I always found kind of funny. Um and but I will say it is fun going on the gram and seeing who's in a relationship and who isn't, because sometimes you don't realize <laughs> people yeah. in relationships until Valentine's Day, it seems like. So that's always fun to do. Um, my most underrated would be probably 4th of July, just because it's in the summer and it's a lot of fun. You just sort of barbecue with the fam and celebrate America. And that's always a good time. And then my yeah, most overrated like is New Year's Eve. I just think it's just boring because you're just waiting for a clock to turn midnight. And then it's like, what are we doing? Like, I'd rather have it just be this low key thing where you just hang out with your friends. <laughs> but people have to make it such a bigger deal than it actually is. And then you get the people like, oh, I'm going to, you know, work out every day. And it's like by the second week of January, they're doing the exact same thing they were doing last year. It just I just find it overrating and overrated. And it also just makes you like more scared because, you know, closer you're getting older. It's just like, man, like I feel old every New Year's. So that's probably what my most overrated one would be. I like that. I agree with you. I like those takes. Those are good takes. Yeah, I have a lot true. of takes, but we don't have enough time on this podcast to go through all of them. We'll do another one. We'll do another podcast. Yeah, Matt's we'll takes. That'll be good. That'll be good. Uh, I guess this is a funny one. What did you guys fight about the most growing up? Little things. Like, it would be dumb things. Also, we get in fight. We'll get in, like, little bickerments. We call them bickerments. But then, like, the next minute we'll be laughing and, like, act like it never happened. Um, it was, like, the shower first. Yeah, dumb things like that. Because we, we shared a bathroom. We shared a bathroom. And we also shared a bedroom, too, growing up. So 
Yeah, I mean, there were, it was just like dumb little fights. Was there someone that took like, too long in the shower that just bothered you sometimes, you know? Yeah, or like she says she's going to shower and then she doesn't shower for another hour. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why am I waiting? No, that, but no, in high school, like we had like a Jack and Jill style bathroom. So like I had my room and like you could go to the bathroom and like Bella's room. So it would probably be, I would say that Bella or like, oh, if, if one's not ready, to go somewhere in time like that would be like a little bigger than we'd have like if Bella's running late or if I'm running late like that I would say that would be like something else but I don't nothing major we didn't really like argue or like we were like crazy. that's good big fights you know that's good that's good you don't want to fight too much then it gets out of hand so <laughs> that's good to hear I would say I'm with you on the shower thing because at least I'm the youngest sibling and sometimes uh the older people in my fit house take way too long in the shower and they're always like not doing anything. They're just waiting. And I just want to get in. But since they said they want to use it first, even though they're just on their phone all the time, that's the right? one that that happens all the time. So I'm definitely with you on that. Uh, next non lacrosse question is what's the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Oh my God. I don't know. I've read and seen a lot because I've been in class. So <laughs> it's TikTok. Like I get the craziest TikToks that come up. Like stuff that I didn't even know like was happening, <laughs> like like crazy like CSI things. Uh, I don't know. <sighs> Craziest thing I read or saw this week. No, I don't know. Yeah, one you got me on that one. <laughs> I, I there was a few interesting things I saw. Obviously, you know I don't want to be get too political here, but I saw that Trump might get a mugshot, and I think that would be hilarious just to see that picture come out. So. Uh, that was probably like one of the more interesting things. I don't know if it's come out yet or not. I just saw that he might get one. And I don't know. I think that's gonna be kind of kind of funny to see that. Um, that'll, be, that'll be everywhere. Oh, know. yeah. What have I seen? I, when you ask the question, I'm like, oh, now I'm like thinking back to what was on my phone. What did I see? <laughs> <laughs> what came up? Uh, no, I, I don't know. I think you got me. Probably most interesting stuff comes up on TikTok or Twitter, or I guess they call it X now. That's interesting. It's no longer Twitter. It's X. Yeah, I don't like it. Just I'm never going to call it X, too. I'm just going to always oh, call it's it Twitter. Twitter. Why would yeah. you change it? I don't know. Elon keeps messing, futzing around with the app. I wish you would just leave it alone sometimes because it's fine the way it is. But, you know, right. it is it is what it is. I'm not going to. I have bigger Produce. things in my life to worry about than Twitter and what Elon's doing with it. So. I would say another interesting thing, since you guys are both Alabama football fans, was just uh, reading about Patriots training camp and Mac Jones and how that's been going, um, just because I'm a huge Pats fan. And obviously, I like Mac Jones a lot. That's my guy. And then seeing that Trey Lance is going to be the third string quarterback for the 49ers after they just trade all those picks for him like a few years ago was pretty interesting. So shows you yeah. no matter where you're drafted, sometimes you can beat out all the assets that the team uh, traded to get the other guy. Hey, no, I'm excited to see what Bryce Young does at the Panthers. Now I'm going to become a Panthers fan. I'm a big Cowboys fan, but I'm going to root for the Panthers because I love Bryce Young. I love how he plays. I love his IQ. It'll be interesting to see what he does there for sure. Yeah. You're not a Mac Jones girl? Oh, I love Mac Jones. All right. All right. Cowboys <laughs> fan. I got, I got, I'm a ride or die. Oh, <laughs> you got to root for Mac and Cheese. That's He's the best. So <laughs> Mac Jones is good. I like Mac Jones. Yeah. Uh, you know, the yeah, that's that. And he won a national championship too. I don't think Bryce Young ever won one with Bama. So, no, unfortunately, yeah. I don't think so. Um, two is doing better. He's I a rival. That- He's a rival. I don't like the Dolphins. I'm a big Patriots fan, so I can't root oh. for Tua. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Well, his story is what's inspiring. And yeah. he has 
him a lot. And like, I'm curious if his trajectory is going to go up. Is it going to stay? What's I hope as long as he doesn't get hurt, I think he should be fine. But that's sort of a question with him is because I feel like one more concussion that is probably not a good thing for him. So that was bad when he got that concussion and then they put him back in. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) Not good. But yeah, no, I'm. I, it'll be interesting. I'm excited for football season. I'm excited I am for too. football. Ohio yeah. football is going to be a fun, fun environment. Very fun. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll give a UConn football shout out. I know we're probably lower in the FBS rankings, but you know, second yeah, year of coach, second yeah. year of a new coach, and you know, he turned it around last year. So maybe they can do some good things uh, this year. Uh, maybe win a bowl game. That's sort of what we're hoping for, but. Yeah, no, I, I can't root for Ohio State though because I'm a huge Tom Brady fan and he went to Michigan. So uh, I'm nice. sorry to I'm sorry to admit that to you guys on the podcast. <laughs> I love it. No, honestly, like to sum everything up, I loved my experiences at Oregon. <laughs> Very excited for the ones at Ohio State. Um, really excited about this team. Like I, I hope everybody tunes in and watches them. Um, and all of us, like you're gonna see some talent. Like, and these attackers, they can shoot the ball. They got some good shots. So get ready, buckle in, because um, Coach Mandy Moore is going to – she's going to make this program amazing. Well, that's good to hear. And I guess one more, I guess, question before I end this interview, because we've been doing this for an hour now. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Is uh, what should be done to grow women's lacrosse? I'll start off with you, Bella. Uh, would you say what should be done to grow women's Yeah, lacrosse? yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, we definitely like throughout the years have seen a change in like it being publicized, like on national TV, like we changed from, uh, we changed the quarters now, which, um, like for TV, but I think like more publicizing like our sport and like advertising it, I think that's going to be very big. Um, and just like growing the game, like we're seeing new universities pop up, like Clemson just got their program. And I think like those um, big schools are going to like put the name or put lacrosse on the map. Um, But, and growing it, like definitely like when we were on the West coast, like that the game is growing big time there. Like it's a very big East coast sport, but you can tell that it's like, it's moving to the West coast, which is really exciting. Yabby, how about you? Okay. Hot take. I had this idea. (laughs) Well, I mean, they already have it going on. They do with like the sixes and stuff. But I was also, I, I don't know, like, I, I've mixed things. And the fast pace is what keeps people's attentions or attention during the whole game. So I get the point of sixes. And that's why, like, I feel like a lot more people would watch it if it was, like, super fast and, like, the lot going on, like, a lot of shots being taken and stuff. But honestly, I feel like social media has helped. I feel like NIL has helped. Uh, shout out Sophia Chebnik with TikTok. Like, she's helping growing it. Um I, I do think like all of that. Uh, what else? Uh, I know Coach Jenny Levy is making or petition for rule changes. So I don't know. Maybe that'll help grow the game as well. Um, I know it going international, like to more countries and stuff, that'll help grow the game too. And I would love to see it officially get into the Olympics. That would be sick. And I think the pro teams are what's really getting a lot of little girls um, and boys like involved in lacrosse. So. I think they're taking the right steps. I think it's going to grow eventually. That's, that's good. That's good to hear. <laughs> well, do you guys have any shouts you want to give to your family members, 
former teammates, current teammates, and uh, who should I have on this podcast next? Um, Gabby, I'll start off with you. Um, first, shout out to the awesome staff that I have here at OSU. Um, I wouldn't be here, obviously, without them. And I'm so thankful that she, Coach Mandy, has given Bella and I the opportunity to come be a part of her new family. Um, it's a privilege and an honor to be coached by her every day. Um, shout out to the girls here at OSU. Um, they're amazing. And everybody lo- like is going to love them when they watch them. And shout out to Oregon and the previous staff and the new staff, like both all of them are incredible people. Uh, shout out to my teammates at Oregon because um, we had fun. If you ever watched them, if you ever watched us during the third quarter, uh, dance to shout, that was a good time. I'll miss my shout dances. I'll miss my chest bumps with Lexi. Um, I'll miss running down to the defensive side and giving Sydney Soto a hug. Um, definitely will miss the middies and attackers but I'm honestly I'm just very grateful and I wouldn't change my collegiate experience for anything and um no I'm, I'm excited for the next couple of years it's gonna be great how about you Bella you can end it off <laughs> um, uh, I just want to uh, uh, put a huge shout out to my my family my mom and dad um they hey, mom. <laughs> during this process they have been super supportive nothing but supportive and um and they they support our move here um and I think uh also shout out to coach Amanda Moore for giving us this opportunity to come and uh, be a part of the family at um, OSU um I also like shout out to the coaches at Oregon who got me where I am today and pushed me every single day to become the best player that Bella can be um and my teammates at Oregon who constantly challenged me and pushed me outside of my comfort zone uh to make me better every day um uh, and, and honestly, like all my coaches throughout my whole process, like they they got me where I am today. And um, I got I get to live out my dream of playing a division one sport, which uh, is very, very special. Well, I just want to say thank you, Bella and Gabby, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. It means so much to myself. It was so much fun getting the chance to learn more about you guys' lacrosse career and sort of uh, your journey with Oregon and now uh, Ohio State. And yeah, I just really enjoyed listening to it and getting the chance to talk and know you guys a little bit more. I'm excited for other people to hear it. And shout out for being the first pair of siblings to be on the podcast. We got to do I don't know how many siblings are in college lacrosse, but we got to do a future because this was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah. (laughs)